Hello, hello. We're not, not going to have an anthem today, but I am so glad that you guys are here. Um, I'm glad you're here too, Private, because I do have a safe and secure elections. But I can change the title if you want to talk about one of your subjects today. So if you want to, um, I'm going to add you as a, there you go. There you go. Hey, open your mic up. Hey, Donnie. Hey, uh, how's it going? Good, good. I was thinking with all the stuff going on. Uh, I know you're trying to talk about, you know, voting and all that stuff. That's nope, all good and well. Today was supposed to be more of an open forum thing because I had to switch to what it was. But we can do your one of one of the subjects you want to discuss today. But let me. Which okay. one did you want to do? Which one did you want to do today? Uh, I think security and sanitation is going to be well overlooked, especially if things just go haywire. Like what? it's just, it's security. just. This is like a yes. Yeah, uh, security and uh, sanitation. Okay. Because a lot of people don't think about sanitation. A lot of people don't think about security when, when you know, uh, police aren't coming, you know, or when the water stops coming. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, go ahead and uh, go ahead and um, start on those uh, those topics so that we can um, we'll we'll try to we'll try to like do our best to get them both in this show because I can't promise you because this show this week everything else is completely scheduled out. So let's try to do our best to get both of them in today. Um, we can, oh, yeah, we can, can come back and do it again um, later, but um, I want to make sure that we can at least get, and people have at least an idea what's going on with both of those things. So what I'm going to do, right. I'm going to make you a speaker so that the call section isn't clogged with you. <laughs> so when everyone has questions, they can come up and ask. So if you accept that uh, speaker role, then you can come on up here with me. All right, sounds good. Did you get the invitation? It should be on top of your phone. Uh, sorry. Um, let me get back into the app. Awesome. So go ahead. Can you kind of give us an idea what's going on with the security and sanitation, like a quick summary, and then we can dive into the topic, the topics. Private. I was talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go Sorry ahead. About that. You're good. Uh, anyways, a lot of people don't uh, think about this, you know, because you know you take a shower every day, use the, ba- you know, wash your hands, all that other stuff. But what happens if you live in an area where power gets cut off for an extended period of time? And the water gets turned off. I mean, eventually it is going to happen if all this stuff keeps piling in. You know, we got $30 trillion in debt, and they're not spending a dime to help the American people. They're constantly giving billions to, you know, Ukraine. But as far as sanitation goes, if you're in your home, in a rural area, or just anywhere, basically, if you have... Private, you cut out. 
This is this sucks. Private, uh, we, I cannot hear anything you're saying if you're talking, and you're kind of quiet when you are talking. Uh, it might be my connection. Is it, did I accidentally hit the the mic? It, it showed that I didn't see it. It was muted. I just didn't hear anything you were saying. Okay. Um, is this better? Yeah. Sorry, but anyways. If that scenario were to hit where power is gone for an extended period, which I don't know if you saw some of those uh, maps where power was going to be out this winter, summer, whatever it is. But if this food scenario keeps getting worse and worse and they keep, you know, reducing our processing ability, they keep killing off uh, herds of cattle, et cetera. Where you go to the bathroom it needs to be at least 50 feet away from wherever you're, uh, you know, sleeping, cooking, living. And it needs to be at least six feet deep. And I wouldn't stock up on toilet paper. That's a big waste because you'd rather have food. What you should do, though, and this is actually a lot cheaper uh, alternative, is you get some old towels and get some pool shock. Uh, that's basically to clean your pool. and you get like a five-gallon bucket and use about four tablespoons of pool shock with some water. And you just wash the hell out of those rags and you just reuse the rags. I know it sounds nasty, but I think you'd rather have something than nothing. Because it's just not good if you're just sticking your hand in. You know what I mean? It's it's a better alternative than stocking up uh, uh, 10, 12 you know, 30 packs of toilet paper. Uh, you could also use alcohol for uh, washing your hands instead of soap. Uh, there's just a lot of things that uh, people don't uh, think about. As well as if you you got a house in the rural area, right? You can get you can collect rainwater. I don't know if you ever seen that. You can get uh, these barrels, 150 gallon barrels, uh, food grade. And you could turn your uh, gutters to, to drain directly into your, uh, what was it, food grade, uh, what are they called? Food grade barrels. And you could also get a spigot, attach it to the bottom of it or somewhere near the, near the bottom. And you could just have plenty of water that way. That way you could clean your dishes if, you know, if water should turn off, you know, and and the toilets aren't flushing, you can get all your water that way. Uh, that's also, a lot of people don't know this, silver is very good, very good for uh, disease. It's very good for helping uh, wounds heal faster. And if you just have like a, a silver coin, you can wrap that around a wound or something. That's what they did in the Civil War. I don't, I don't know if you know that. Uh, the Union officers had silver coins, they wrapped around wounds, they, they healed a lot faster than wounds that didn't have silver. It's a very good um, way to get your wounds healing back if you don't have colloidal silver. And I also wear a silver ring, which uh, I don't get sick. It's like I get a little bit of scratchy throat and it's gone, you know, in like 12 hours. 
And it's got to be at least nine sterling silver, which is nine, nine, two, five. Yeah. And you can get them pretty cheap. Yeah. I, I want to uh, ask you a question real quick before you sure. go a little deeper into this, the silver, because I've been watching some of these off grid videos and I saw where some people that there's like a certain, um, leaves that they can use for wiping and they uh, decompose them. What are your thoughts on yeah. that? I'm not an herbalist per se, but I'm giving basically what, what I know is what I've been learning from. Uh, there's a military friend of mine and he, he has a lot of this knowledge and I'm sharing it with, with everyone here. If herbalism isn't huge on my knowledge tree it's more like storing food uh you know uh sanitation sanitation as far as rags and the pool shock and getting collecting water i I wish i knew a little more about that i know there's a lot of good herbs and everything i just don't know a whole lot of on that topic i don't want to sell someone yeah, the, the guy was, was talking about this different kind of, uh, the gardening that he did. And there's like these like little bushes, I guess he grows and he uses them as toilet paper. And, and then he just, uh, um, puts them in a deep, uh, deep pose them. Um, let me see. I don't know what kind of leaves that he's using because I don't want anyone just taking a, some kind of poison leaves and wiping it on your butthole. That'd be miserable. Um, or your, or your, or your private parts. So, um, yeah, I Maybe he's using like, just regular leaf trees, like maple leaves and stuff like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then I can they decompose too, you know. So it, it's like not like you're lit- it's not like you can pollute you're polluting anything where the toilet paper, you know, it has that's a different way of decomposing than a regular leaf. Right, and if you do that, you, you still have to be. You could either burn it with diesel fuel if you have it. It's got to mm-hmm. be. I would say still keep the fifty foot rule. You don't want to mix, because because uh, if you let's say you have uh, I don't know, just that that those molecules flies, and a fly lands in your food, and now you're eating your your own feces. That's why you want to keep it fifty feet away and at least six feet deep. Mm-hmm. And that's why they they bury the dead six feet deep, because they don't want that stuff near the surface. But if you use choose to use leaves, or you choose to use old rags, rip them up. And you choose to use pool shock, and then you you put on some gloves, and you scrub the crap out of that, like literally scrub the crap out of it, and then you let it dry. You'll be able to reuse that pool shock, you know, and you can get that stuff for like less than twenty dollars. It'll treat thirteen thousand gallons, and I don't I don't know exactly how many of that would tricks. I've never actually done that, but it is a way that will get rid of the uh, bacteria. And the stuff that can get you really, really, really sick. Awesome. Thank you so much. And then on the silver um, a piece of it, you had shared some links with us last time. Um, do you want to share them again in the live chat as well? So that people who may have not heard the last time can uh, click on those. I have to go back and dig them up because I was researching that stuff you gave me as well. But I don't have them right, right in front of me right now. Yeah, it's silverlungs.com, and you want to email the guy. He's out of North Carolina, and ask him what extra things that you should get because if these WF and who get control of the health, I guarantee you they're gonna stop this uh, machine. Because I've made two, uh, two or three 
batches of this, and it came out to be 17 parts per million. And I, I'm not a rocket scientist. I, I, I don't even have a chem, chemical or uh, chemist degree or nothing. It's so easy. It's ridiculous. You follow the instructions. There's a couple other things you can do, which I, I can I, – I learned some of this from a buddy of mine who's uh, in Texas. Uh, he used to make it for me, and now I make it for myself because – all you, all you need is uh, distilled water. Do not get the Walmart brand. Walmart sucks. You want to get uh, like a mom and pop or a grocery store chain. Like uh, the grocery store chain near my area is uh, Food City. They have uh, really good distilled water. You want to make sure it's not filtered. It has to be just distilled water on the bottle. And that should save you a lot of headache from with a tester. But you still need to get the tester so you know you're doing a good job. Awesome. Thank um, you. Yeah. And there's some other stuff. I'm, I'm trying to remember. I can get some more links on that, but that colloidal silver, you know, it's, you could use topical, you could use it for a lot of things, but me personally, since I, I drive sometimes, well, I, I drive for work. I, I have a ring, right. And I don't get sick. I, I but I also take vitamins, but, I've noticed a big difference ever since I started wearing this uh, sterling silver ring. And that is very cheap to get. You just know your ring size, and they're like less than $30. And you can that can help and you immensely. And you can go right? to a pawn shop and get silver for really cheap, too. Yeah, you want to make sure it's at least sterling silver. It has to be sterling silver. Well, the pawn shop... Well, the one I worked when I worked at Cash America Pawn Shop, uh, the, we had to test it, and we didn't take it unless it was 100% uh, silver. And it had to be you know, inside of the ring and stuff. It will have engraved the 925 on there. Right, that's what you want. At least nine two five or nine two point five, which is sterling silver. Mm-hmm. And that's the same silverware that the rich elites still use with their with all their uh, silverware. So they know the benefits of silver too. It's just that it's not shared. Now, there is a there's a small business where where I live that actually sells Klaus Silver, and she was around in the 1960s when the the lead doctor, where Dr. Fauci is, actually said on on national television, uh, responding to a question, "What's the one thing all American families should have in their in their uh, medicine cabinet?" And he responded, "Colloidal silver," and that's when they started attacking the big pharma. Uh, it was uh, the Rockefellers, and they all their funding went attacking colloidal silver. They said it's going to turn you blue. It's going to do this. You know, it's going to kill you. All this garbage is not true. The only reason you will turn blue is if you are drinking, you know, one plus gallon in one sitting. Do not do that. All you need is a couple ounces. That's it. That's literally all you need. It's not even two ounces. It's you could take an ounce or a half ounce. You take that three times a day, and You'll notice the difference almost immediately with any kind of um, throat, uh, any kind of flu, cold in your lung. They actually, with those kits at uh, silverlungs.com, you can breathe that in. And uh, anything in your lungs, you're going to notice almost an immediate difference within the next 24 to 48 hours. It, it's just amazing this what this product can do. It's a natural antibiotic. It, it actually allowed sur- surgical removal of bullets during the Civil War, this 
this this uh, colloidal or the silver. The invention of silver allowed this because it was such a great disinfectant. And burn units. If you work in the hospital, if you work uh, any kind of hospital staffing with burn units, their bandages all are lined with silver. Why is that? Because it heals faster. It increases your body's ability to, to heal skin faster than just your regular bandages. Um, that's really it on the silver. There's there's a couple more things that just that I off the top of my head I don't have it at the moment, but you definitely want to email that guy because he knows like the extra things you should have, and it's pretty simple to make. And I'll I'll be back on here if you ever do order that thing and have some questions. I'll get more information and and I'll be more than happy to share it. Excellent. Thank you. And then what uh, as far go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna go into security because it's really hard alcohol. That's why I I made some posts, I got a lot of response you know, a lot of people were saying, Oh yeah, stop buying beer. It, it, it's true. Uh beer has no use in a shit hit the fan scenario. I mm-hmm. you know, if you get six months worth of supplies, you can go back to buying beer and kinda lighten up on the on the prepping. Because, you know, people like to drink beer. But if you buy hard alcohol, that could be used for, for, for wound cleaning, washing your hands, put a little water in there, and then you're pretty much good to go. That's what the sanitizer pretty much is. It's alcohol. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think uh, it'd be good to go into security a little bit unless someone has a question about the silver or, you know, the, the pool shock or any of the ways that we can collect water without relying on a government source. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Robert, did you want to ask any questions? I see that you became a caller. Um, yeah, I do. Um, it, look, uh, it sounds, it sounds like silver is good for, uh, it's good for speeding up peeling, but at the same time, I think it's still very important to learn various medical uh, learn various types of medical knowledge in a crisis. I mean, cause, because, yeah, healing wound is important, but that's not the only piece of medical knowledge you need. You still need to know uh, how to treat various types of illnesses and various types of injuries. That's 100% correct. Uh, you don't have anyone in your group. I mean, I'm fortunate enough to have someone who does have extensive knowledge on that. I don't have that particular knowledge, but I'm certainly going to learn it in that scenario. Uh, it's a very good point. I'm glad you brought that up. If you don't have anyone with medical training, it'd be a great idea to get some basic medical training. Uh, definitely have a medical bag. I completely forgot about that. I got this really giant medical bag with thousands of bandages, all kinds of gauze, you know, surgical tools, but this has been gathered over years and years and years. A lot of this stuff is it's hard to find because they don't want you to have this stuff. A quick clot is good in case in case you get shot, God forbid. And uh, 
hopefully have someone that has sur- surgical knowledge. That's why you really can't do this alone or your, your family unit unless everyone has that kind of training. You have to build rela- relations with your neighbors, friends, and family. And you want to say something? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, like I said before, I live in a blue state. So most of the people here, they think we're they would probably think we're just a bunch of nutty conspiracy theorists. And what angers me, but what angers me the most is that is that our government intentionally wants to starve us and they want to take our resources. I mean, I've never seen such a hateful group in my life of people think that think they're not only better than everyone else, but they're the only ones who have a right to live. I'm with you on that one. Definitely, Robert. I, I think that's a good point you brought up, that, that these people think they're the ones who have the right to live. They think that they're the ones who are allowed to eat whatever they want to eat, but we have to eat bugs. It's insane. But yeah, Private, let's go ahead and dive into security next. All right. Well, number one, security. Everyone knows, ever, ever seen a uh, survival movie, you know, and crap hits the fan. Everything happens at night. Everything happens at night. We're talking two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, midnight. So you don't have to worry too much about in the daytime. But one thing uh, you do want to check out, it's very affordable night vision. It's called the Bushnell. Actually, I will copy and paste this. I have it jotted down on some notes. It costs 249 retail. It's a one plus night vision monocle. And it's very affordable for most people. Private, if you're talking, I can't hear you. It muted out. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I last thing I heard you said that it's affordable for most people. I just posted it. Okay. It's called the Bushnell One Plus Night Vision Monocle. $249 is what it should cost about. And it has infrared, so you can sit, you can see in total darkness as long as they have something slightly reflective on and that'll help, you know, defend, you know, defend your property. If you see a group of uh, three, four people, and if you have the ability with radios, you can wake everyone up, make sure you have high lumen flashlights on your, uh, your weapons. If they're legal, of course, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I'm fortunate enough to live in a state that's uh, you can pretty much have anything you want. Um, in the blue states, I don't know if that's exactly legal to have it. I would check into it, but me personally, if I live close to New Hampshire, I would just find a friend there, <laughs> you know, and I, I wouldn't, you know, it's your call. Really? I don't want to tell you to do it. Then, you, you know, you get in trouble for it. It's your call ultimately, but well, that it, a private let me throw in this. Sorry to interrupt. Um, yes, it, yes, it is legal in blue st- most blue states to to have a flashlight and laser on your gun. 
as well as sights. They don't make a big deal about that. They're more worried about the caliber and the magazine size. All right, thanks for clearing that up. I thought night vision was completely illegal and and even in a monocle version, which makes no sense. But it's it's fairly affordable for most people, especially if you are worried about this kind of scenario. Uh, and, and when you do your shifts, if you have anyone in the military, you know, they can kind of give you the rundown. But basically, you'd want to run three-hour shifts. Or if you have someone that's that can handle the whole night, let them handle it and just help them out between the hours of two or three and about six in the morning because that's when a lot of things will happen, right? When you're waking up, getting your coffee, you know, and having a second person on duty would be very beneficial. And, you know, you got a large group coming at 4 a.m. when, you know, most people are still sleeping. You have two to react to it. I think that'd be a better, uh, what is it, uh, better scenario. Um, as another thing uh, that can help with security is uh, making up uh, various traps. I know it seems, you know, kind of like uh, Mad Maxi, but if this does happen, and this is only for that scenario, you could get plywood uh, and you could get these uh, drywall screws or nails and you punch them all the way through to the other side. You, you don't want to put them on the ground. You want to face them reverse and have your welcome mat if you're like, say you're in an apartment building and, you know, things are going on. We're, we're talking chaos, no police. You want to put that under your welcome mat. And if they're rushing in the door, they're breaking things down. They're not thinking of what they're about to step on. They step on that, they're out. They're out for the count. You want to put them probably a bunch of them. I'd say at least at least 100 nails, you know, in uh, like a two-by-four type or the same size as your welcome mat. You could also set up tripwire and then about three or four feet in front of it, have one of those boards set up with the nails. So when they fall on the tripwire, their hands or their chest will be full of nails and they're useless. And this will help people defend their property. Now, of course, you want to tell everyone in your group, your group that's uh, with you, survival of where not to go. Uh, and make sure if there's any children there, make sure that you're very, very watchful you don't want any injuries to happen to your group and there's various ways to set up tripwire you can set them up in you know different sectors uh have them like three feet long then have like a six inch long just and you want to usually have them on the edge of your property you know if you live near a wood line or if you don't it depends on your living situation you can let the grass grow up and then basically put these tripwires uh get like these two wood post you put them in the ground and you can buy this I, should, I need to get the actual name of the type of wire you can use but pretty much any wire that's uh i, I want to say at least at least a half inch quarter inch to a half inch would probably be suitable for doing that i'd have to get a little more uh, in-depth details about that, but uh, tripwire is definitely a good way to get people who are, who are just 
you know, there to rob you. The Raiders, these people are here to kill. And you set that kind of stuff up and you have, you know, those booby traps set up. I guarantee you a, a nail even touching their hand, you know, poking them and causing them to bleed, even going through their hand or their shoulder, they're out. And they're going to scream like a little girl. And you will know they're coming. And uh, that that would really help out a lot of people who can't, you know, always cover every single section. It gives you a little extra protection to protect your home base. Any any questions on that or? No, I don't. Yeah, it's. You ba- you basically have okay, uh, but but you ba- understand the basics on how to you know put these like two little. Uh, I have to get a little bit more information on that, but uh, the gist of it. Anyone in the military that's gone through some survival, so I'm not a, I've never been in the military, but I'm close friends with so- several folks in the military. I'm just trying to share as much knowledge as I can. But that plywood thing is something I learned recently, and it's a really good idea, especially if you're, like, in an apartment building and you know they're going to come up there. You can get nails to go a half inch up, and they're not going to look at the floor mat. They just won't. They step on that. They're, it's not cool. And you could also set up different things uh, as well as uh, there's these shotgun shells you can buy. It'll make a loud pop. Uh, you can actually buy them. They're pretty self-explanatory. You can get them on eBay, and they'll make a loud noise. There's like a wire, that we, and if they trip that wire, it'll make a loud noise. That's also something you can get. Okay. But I will have to get a little more information. I was kind of trying to plan this in advance. You know what we can do, too? Pop- we can do a live video too, where you kind of like showing things so people can visually see it too as well. Um, when it's not during the same time as the, the show. Um, so people can actually see the different things too, like with their eyeballs, but not just, you know, just hearing it too. Right. I, I have someone at home, but at the moment I'm kind of working and like I said, I drive. So no, yeah. It's so when you, when you have, when you have time, you know, when we have time, yeah. I have a, right. I have a question. So. What about when it, when more so when it comes to like communication? Do you, have you thought about like different ways to communicate with everything shut down? Um, you know, what if you're not yes. being able to use your phones? Absolutely. Uh, we actually have, if you know, it depends on your budget. And I got a copy and paste, uh, about the radios. There's a, things that I actually have and we're trying to actually set up a, a very strong radio on the home that uh, is going to be considered a home base but just give me a give me a second I'll be right back okay Robert don't you know didn't we discuss uh, a while back we're talking about different kind of um, apps or things we can get to to communicate as well Yes, we did actually. Um, yeah, Zello is 
Yeah, Zello, for example, is really popular with truckers and and other people that need a two-way walkie-talkie system. It's an internet-based walkie-talkie, and of course, you got ham radio. And now, now, um, I see pri- privacy that you posted about GMRS. Let me make. You, now, ham and GMRS require federal licenses just to use them. So, if you get caught, just if just as a cleaner, if any if any of you get caught using it without a proper license, that's a federal crime. So, it's a so right. So, it better be an absolute this emergency. Only, exactly. This is only. Should hit the fan scenario. You want to make sure they're all on the same frequency, but you'll be able to use it in that scenario. No one's going to complain about it. You know, it's just if you are in that situation and that's your only way to communicate and let's say power's out, I've actually have off-grid solar system set up to where it can recharge basically any kind of batteries we have. And, yes, I've been doing this for a long, long time, so – it's it's not exactly cheap to have an off-grid solar system that'll power basic things in your home. Sue, so if you're in the city, just steal a cop car in that case. Just steal a cop car, use their radio. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. If you're in the city, I would advise getting a bug-out bag. I would not stay in the city. I don't care if you think you're safe, you're in a safe neighborhood. There's way too many people living in that area. A bug out bag is necessity and you need to find family that lives in a rural area or the far suburbs to even have a chance. Believe me, um, as much, uh, as much as I would grieve losing the thousands of dollars I spent in audio equipment, I have, I have two bags worth of stuff that, that I absolutely am going to take with me. Everything else. I guess God will just have to provide a means to replace it. Absolutely. And uh, it's just radio communication. You know, we're going to set up a certain, uh, fra- like, uh, say there's, I don't know, uh, friendlies. And, you know, we'll have a certain code word. We all know exactly what it means. So if the night person says, hey, I've got a alpha here. Or whatever you want to use. You can use any kind of terminology you want to use, but just make sure everyone understands it. And if we have like a code red, that means hostiles incoming and everyone has to get up. Actually, everybody knows, everybody knows the code red means we need to, we would need to develop some kind of code that, that, uh, that most people wouldn't even pick up. Right. Whatever you want to use. I'm just giving examples. I say, Hey, we, we got, uh, we got Charlie's incoming or something, something like that. You know, that's back in the Vietnam era. They used to say that Charlie. Yeah. See, see, I think another thing to avoid in a crisis is military language because, because what if, what if we, I'm sure that if let's say they call in the UN peacekeepers, then they're going to understand it too. We, we would need a code that we would need a new code. If that were to happen, that's a totally different scenario, and I believe that they'd be in for a hell of a fight. And they would have to have your exact frequency on a ham radio. That's why if you set everything to – and you have some backup channels all set up, 
There's uh, yeah. some very good videos on that that you can learn a lot on YouTube. I, I'd, again, it's it'd be a relatively quick search. You can find it, but I can do a little more research when I have more time. This kind of like just popped on me, and I just just stuff that I know off the top of my head and what I have been doing. And uh, yeah. and anyways, like I said, uh, I'm fortunate enough to be have the foresight to have an off-grid solar, you know, system that does provide power for uh, a couple things in the home, including recharging batteries and a, and enough power for some more. We use uh, Tesla solar packs the, from the um, those Tesla cars, and those things work quite well. I know they're like $2,500 a piece, $2,000 or something like that. Like I say, it's not cheap for the solar system. That's kind of an investment. Yeah. You have to have a good area to be in because there I and there's very little regulation on what you do to your home. It's very, yeah. very friendly. Yeah, well see, I have I have one dilemma personally. I also have a lot of nosy neighbors, so uh and and we don't exactly have a complete fence in the backyard, so uh, so we have we have nosy neighbors in front and behind us. So anything I do in the backyard, I would have to put up a shed. But even then, I guarantee you, there's going to be somebody wanting to snoop. Yeah, it's all where you live. You know, some people are better off than others. But if you're in the country. You know, in these red states, you're in a much better situation than these blue states like yourself. And I apologize that you are there, but there's a, you're going to have to bug out if this stuff goes down. You have to find family or some someone that's friendly that you can provide a skill or a weapon or something. Well, if you don't to, have be a, honest, to be honest, look, I my family my family is uh, that that I know I can count on them that they, they have uh if if an emergency hits at least for supplies anyway so supplies and somewhere to go but but self defense well you know this Maryland's not exactly a second amendment friendly state so if the if the shit does hit, hit the fan I guess I'll just have to learn how to how to learn about learn uh how to how to be stealthy with a knife yeah, or practice throwing knife at a tree. I mean, if you get good at that, and there's throwing knives, and you get really good, I mean, you can get good at this. You can take someone out and take their weapons. Oh yeah, because see, that's that's uh, I'm really good at blending in in a crowd. That there have been times where people, where where family and friends uh, didn't even know I was there until I announced it. So. So I guess you could say that's one advantage I have. Actually, uh, carry a big stick, but uh, walk. Uh, what, what was it? It was carry a big stick, but uh, tread lightly. Kind of like you want to want to blend in as much as possible. So if your area hates Trump, don't wear any Trump gear. I'm sorry, don't wear Republican stuff. Just say I'm with Hillary. I know you're not with Hillary, but blend in. Just blend in, and you can have, you know, a Republican shirt, whatever you want to do, pro-America, your flag, whatever, underneath it. Just try to blend in to wherever your scenario is, because 
if you're standing out and you got this Trump stuff on and you're surrounded by lefties, uh, I got news for you. You're probably not going to be around much longer. I will, I will just say this to you guys, um, going into, you guys are digging into the, the political uh, thing. Um, I had a question I have it in the chat. I'll ask it in a second, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to give people any kind of false security for being in a, a quote unquote red state. Uh, it depends on what kind of county you live in or where you live at, because just because someone thinks like, oh, I'm in a red state, you're safe. Um, you have to realize both these parties are no good and they don't care about you. Neither one of them care about you eating or being safe or your security or anything like that. Someone had just sent me um, something that a sheriff um, department has uh, deemed that they weren't going to do anything about abortion clinics or whatever after the federal stuff. Like, you feel like the need to come out and say that. So it doesn't really necessarily matter what state you're in. Like I said, we do really need to start really focusing heavy on our uh, sheriff department in those elections because those are people who are going to really protect you. Because um, I don't Amen. want anyone to any kind of uh, false security that you're going to be safe because you're a Democrat in a blue area. You're not going to be safe. There's no party is for you. So you didn't need to have your community. You guys have to be strong with our communities and come together. That's how you'll be able to survive if the shit hits a fan like this. And um, yes, John did say something about um, the uh, crossbow. And those things, um, typically, depending, they're not expensive either. You know, some of the really good ones are. But, and, you know, it's easier to maneuver and use a, a crossbow um, as well than a um, combat bow. Those are quiet. So, they're very quiet. Mm-hmm. And then I, my question for you guys, too, is um, say if you – oh, my questions are popping up more than once. Um, are you, are there any good security cameras that don't require power? I know, like, maybe some batteries. It doesn't use as much battery life. Um, so say with things at the fan and people are coming and stealing your stuff, at least you have them on camera or you're watching and like maybe animals are in your property or, you know, so with security as well, like what about uh, the security cameras that can watch you, you can use that you don't, if you don't have power? There is a camera that runs on solar, but unfortunately it needs data because it's wireless. So that's not great. But as long as the internet's still up, which I imagine it will be because they want to track you on your phone. They want to mm-hmm. know. You know, if you're still alive. So I imagine the power in the southeast is going to be fine, as well as the Internet and most of the water, unless you're like in Nashville or something or Dallas or uh, any of these big metropolitan areas that are going to have lots of problems when the police stop showing up. Um, I have to get the exact brand, but I got it off Amazon and it runs off solar. And you, you have an app, which I have on my phone. Just give me one moment. While you're doing that, I'm going to um, have Therese come on over because he hasn't spoken yet. Robert, I'll put you back in the in the queue. And uh, move him over. Real quick update. For you guys who were here yesterday, um, I was saying that there was an option for us to clip transcripts um, and post them on um, other places as a video format. I couldn't find it. Um, so Charlie did respond to let me know that they're working on that one. Um, it'll come back. So there's an update on the app because that, it is coming back. It is an excellent feature. And um, and if you guys have questions or anything, Charlie um, is on my end. He's number two in here. He's in here listening. So um, he's awesome. You guys have any issues with the app, just let him know. And I thought I brought the other guy over, but I didn't. Hold on. Sorry. All right. The app, the app is called Cloud Edge, 
and you can, if the internet's still working in your area and you still have power, you can actually watch and you can talk through that, that uh, camera and you can see exactly who it is. You can put it up in okay. certain areas. And I think you can only have it a certain distance from your, your Wi-Fi. And, but you could put it in certain areas, have it facing away so you can kind of watch who's coming. And you, there's a, a light that you can have activate, like, you know, like kind of like a security light. But then it gives away the camera. So, you know, in that scenario, uh, it wouldn't last very long. It'd be better off just to kind of watch people and, and so you know where they're at. So you can kind of coordinate with your, your radios, either the GSMR or the hand radios in that scenario. And if you are in a scenario that, you know, something's happening, you, you have to have communication and what, and what's going on. And, uh, and the night vision, if you can afford a night vision scope, um, definitely get one. Uh, they are amazing. I'm just going to say that there's no, uh, there's no eye relief. If you know what I mean, there's zero eye relief. You just look and shoot. They are awesome, but they are expensive. You're going to pay about 2,500 to $3,000 for a decent one. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, okay. And then do those, so, so I'm not familiar with what you're talking about. Cause I also don't know about these that much cause it's my brother, my father and stuff who, who are more so super heavy into deer hunting. My brother has the, the, the cameras that sits out there. And yes, the that? trail cams. I'm okay. trying to get one set up, but honestly, I don't have a lot of time to hunt, but those things can definitely help out mm-hmm. if you set them up. Uh, and if you're kind of in the country area, like uh, fortunately I am, you know, I, I got these giant bags of corn. So when it starts happening, I'm just going to lure all the deer in and, and take down three at a time and just take all the meat. Because it, honestly, everyone else is going to start doing it once the meat stops coming in. I mean, I, I was reading, I saw a report from the same port of Oakland that I saw the video that everyone who's uh, a, a regular here, there was a truck driver reporting the same thing. And I saw another report uh, a couple that I think yesterday that the port of Oakland truck drivers are leaving with no load. They normally carry beef. And this, why I really wanted to cover security because I also watched this uh, one video on YouTube where this guy screenshot this comment. I, I have to find the video, but this guy posted, I don't know if it's a CIA bot trying to, you know, tell people there's going to be raiders out there and scare people. But this guy said he's no longer prepping. He's now going to take and kill whatever he can. Uh, he has what he has, and he is just going to take, take, take. And that's why I told people about some of these traps. Uh, the tripwire, I'll get more information on it and, you know, we'll plan this a little better. Because I'm not the tripwire expert, but I can definitely get that information. And this is for self-defense of your home, your property. And if you're stuck in an apartment, you have no way to get out. You know, putting a plywood underneath your welcome mat with, uh, you know, some nails. It's going to ruin whoever's trying to rob you their day. It will ruin their day. <laughs> and I put some of those um, those trail cams he was talking about. I'm not a fan of Amazon, guys, and I'm not telling you to buy from Amazon because I, I haven't purchased anything from Amazon for years now. Um, but th- that way you can find a list and see what kind of cameras I was talking about that's there. 
uh, Dormy, um, uh, we, he said we need to unite and remember how similar we all are. Everyone needs to remember that we are each other's neighbors. The majority of us don't wish harm on others. The population is huge. Meanwhile, people are more lonely than ever. Smartphones came out in 07, the year after I finished high school. And boy, oh boy, has basic thought and common sense flown out the window. You're absolutely right. And um, let's go ahead and get to uh, Kay real quick so he can um, either ask a question or, or drop some uh, gems for us. Yeah, I just was like letting y'all speak. But, um, you know, I, it's such an interesting conversation when we're talking about the situations of cataclysmic emergency um, how do we navigate those things, right? And, you know, one of the things that, like, I mean, even I'm trying to work on in, for health in general is, you know, part of being prepared is being in shape and being ready to uh, to have to traverse anything at any time, you know, and, and practicing with your with your firearm and your stuff. Can you hear me? Oh, you just said, hey, man. I thought you said, hey, man. Yeah, Anyways, I was just agreeing with <laughs> but, you, um, being in shape. Yeah. Yeah, pre practicing with your firearm in you know um, different scenarios. You know, I have a I have a big affinity for those um, for those Second Amendment guys who are like pro shooters and how much they have to use their their arms and do it really throughout courses. You know, I, I think a lot of of getting ready for those type of events is that as a community and like minded people in areas, whether you're in a blue state or a red state or whatever, is creating these opportunities to train together in that manner. Um, another thing is creating your own codes. And, and you know, I was having this discussion actually um, in a space and and, and the, I mean, this was that was probably one of the strongest points I ever heard was like, you're going to need radio because, you know, you have to, while you would hope the internet is up, you're going to have to prepare for that scenario of like, what if it isn't up? And so, when you have a radio and long, especially long range walkie talkies, you, you you should be working on codes with your family and your friends that you know you're going to be preparing and and getting ready for these things with. Because the reality is is that you're going to be able to with your codes know where to go, when to go. Because I mean, honestly, you you, you in these scenarios you want to trust people, but you gotta. But I, I guess for me, it's like. I always just come back down to looking at things from like the perspective of Maslow's, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And, and when you look at it, things from a hierarchy of needs perspective, it kind of sobers you into the fact that like if people's needs are not met, uh, then they're going to do fine ways to make their needs met. And so you, you have to have that mentality of, of that. If that people are, that's people's motives. And when, pe and when we get into a scenario where people are barely able to handle shortages on grocery shelves without feeling freaking out or being a certain way, um, I, I think it just it behooves us to kind of look at those scenarios. And then to, finally, right. I would say Real that, quick. Yeah. While you're on that point, imagine all uh -huh. the police officers that have uh, three-year-olds and four-year-olds and they're in the good physical shape, SWAT teams I'm talking about. These SWAT team uh -huh. and this stuff, their paycheck stop coming in, and they got screaming kids at home. What do you think they're gonna do? Just think about that. Uh huh. Yeah, and I mean because the reality is. Not gonna go private. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's why uh, I was excited. Amen. With being in shape, you know, I'm doing what I can. I have this supplement I take, which actually does work. 
It's been, uh, it's called, uh, expire. And I have lost, I want to see 80, almost 15 pounds now since I started taking it about two months ago. And I literally hardly ever work out. It burns off your fat. And I, my blood pressure yeah. dropped, which I, it's really good. Uh-huh. And, and for me, you know, I, I, I've, I've been, I fell off this month. I went on vacation and Lord, I ain't, be, I ain't, my body and my workout schedule ain't came back off on vacation. So I've been, I ain't been in the gym for like a month. But I will say that, I mean, I, when I get back into the sway of things, that, you know, that, that's why it's important also to kind of train your body to eat the calories you need, not the calories you want. How we, uh, most of America, because of the decadence of our diet, we are actually under our mark on protein intake, which is what people don't really realize. We, we are body, our bodies are driven on the need for protein. And so we should be working ourselves and our scenarios to be able to, to really prioritize protein um, above anything. And, and then I, I would also like to land on this point to you guys because we only got so many minutes left and say that when we're looking at preparedness and cameras, um, I uh, actually in the space I was in, the, there was a person in there who was actually a computer uh, computer scientist, and and you know I brought up the point to him. I asked about the point of, you know, how do we um, create um, an intranet for ourselves and and really prepare for um, that aspect that way? Maybe put put our cameras on the intranet so then there's still some type of connection, but the reality is is that um like we're able to still navigate those things and 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 you know the the most powerful point was that he was like to create your own internet is really cheap and and it's really it's really not that much you you just need to be, be able to learn how to code and 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 then after you know how to code you can really get like a really cheap old laptop a beat up laptop and use that as your internet connector and so I think that's something that we should people should explore when they're talking about securing themselves against anything because if you if you have an internet that works for you, yeah, you may not be able to be on the World Wide Web, but you'll be able to have a connection, be able to do things like cameras, devices, things like that, um, it, even an offline app. It's just it's just a good scenario. I'll leave there. That was a really good point. I'll have to look into that. You know, I, I was more or less trying to get a i think we ha currently have a hundred watt antenna on the on the house so we're trying to get uh some stronger uh ham radios for that because that thing that thing will reach out and touch you pretty much anywhere and uh i was going with radios because you know we already have the solar set up yeah not everyone's gonna have that not everyone's gonna live out in the country in the middle of nowhere like i do but if you do happen to live out in a good area that has low regulations and they don't care if you make an off-grid solar system with, you know, four or six panels, something like that, and you can put these uh, four-to-ones. There's a I – I don't know a whole lot about this, but I definitely can get the information on this. But these four-to-ones can generate a ton of power. And we're talking about refrigeration, you know, some basic things, lights. And another thing about security, I totally neglected. I just thought about that when I mentioned lights, blackout curtains. If you have power and you have food, you have, say you have a year's worth of food 
right? And you got ways to cook other than, you know, your typical ways. Like there is a lot of things you can run on 110. That's why I'm a big fan of solar. You can uh, take uh, cords and extension cords out of uh, the, there's these units. I'm not particularly good with words and this is kind of just, you know, not really planned out 100% well, but there's something that connects to the solar. It's completely off-grid. I'll, I'll have to get more information on that. And you can connect your solar directly to these 110 out, outlets. Like I, I bought these uh, front, these heating, uh, like kind of like these stovetops. They're 110. They're pretty cheap. And you can c- cook a frying pan with that on a 110, which is solar. And, and you can make eggs, uh, things like that. There's also, uh, I'll have to do a little more research on this because I, I don't know the exact wordage and everything, but there's a bunch of stuff you can do on 110, which if you can afford the solar, uh, off-grid solar, it's it's a little costly, but if you can do it and you have the finances, it's it's worth it. If you don't, you can get a generator, stock up on fuel or something. I, it just depends on your scenario, but the the biggest thing everyone can do is community farming. You know, that, that was, you know, you can have all your uh, neighbors say you have a barbecue, right? And you invite all the neighbors, say a couple of people have gardens, some fruit trees, and you, you know, you know, who's kind of awake and who's kind of like a zombie. And you talk to everyone and you, you point out what's going on and you start talking about, Hey, what's going to happen when the food stops and you get those people talking about it at the barbecue because you're you know building a relationship with them and you set up a garden say you have a garden and you grow garlic onions potatoes and a few other things and another neighbor they, they grow bell peppers they grow you know broccoli and some other things and you all grow different stuff and you all trade within each other and so now you're all watching each other's back you know you're trading with each other you know should this happen and then you could have a night watch set up. You could have patrols. You could have your whole block doing this. Or if you live in a cul-de-sac, you could have, you know, X amount of people that are involved. Say seven of the eight houses are involved on this. And that's that's your block. And the other, the one house, they fled or something. Who knows when the scenario. And And everyone's gardening. Everyone's got or at least a few of you have chickens, you could all trade amongst each other and pretty much you don't have to worry about the store. You don't have to go out to the store. You don't have to travel the, you know, 10 minutes down the road, go to the store or wherever your scenario is. And you can protect your, your cul-de-sac or your little community. But you have to build the relationships before this stuff goes haywire and get people thinking about this stuff. And if you can get that done build those relationships. I mean, everyone's going to look out for each other and say half you have guns and the other half don't, or you're in a gun friendly area that everyone's got one. You can, ha- you can have people all set up on the same system, you know, of communication and everyone takes different shifts and y- you, sh- you have a way to recharge the batteries or say you still have power. You have ways that you can patrol at night and uh, the, and you kind of have like one person up on the radio to kind of wake everyone else up if there's something you know big happening. You're going to need more than just your family is what I'm saying. You can't just have 
your, your wife, your girlfriend, and your kid. You're going to need more than that. It takes a strength in numbers. And I talked to uh, a lady in Alabama actually yesterday. We were talking about this very subject about the food because she initially said COVID. No, no, I'm talking about the food. And she was a prepper, it turns out. And she said their church has small farm animals, cows, things like that. And their whole community, you know, they're basically self-sufficient. And, and it's amazing to see that. And this is out in the middle of nowhere, Alabama, of course. Uh, folks are more self-sufficient down there. And if you can get into areas like that, you know, that's your best bet. But if you are, you are where you are, you can't make the, the best of your, you got to make the best of your scenario. And community farming is probably the best way to do it. And having the community all watch out for each other and having an, a night watch worked out. Hopefully you have some veterans that can better assist you in how to, how to train people. Because they will be the ones that are training us. As far as uh, night watchmen and training to be uh, actual, actual shooters and whatnot, it's not just you get up and grab a gun and, and it's automatically zeroed. Uh, people don't get that. You can't just buy a gun and and it's automatically zeroed. Absolutely, private. I really appreciate you so much for coming up here and sharing that knowledge and that value. Um, I love that, you know, we have folks like you that are in this community that are look out for each other and give each other um, information and tips on how that we can make sure that we're safe and our community is safe. Um, everyone that spoke today, I really do appreciate you guys for coming up and speaking as well. We have hit our hour mark. We will be shutting this down, but we'll be back tomorrow. We have another show coming up tomorrow. Eric's going to be on tomorrow. It's going to be a good show. He uh, confirmed he will be here for sure. I want to thank everyone that uh, agrees, Robert. Wanderer, Charlie, Bella, Ice Judge, John, Tellin. Oh, Tellin. I call you Tells. I, I, I have so many names for you. But, you know, it happens. I guess you get a lot of nicknames when you guys, you, you know, interact a lot. But Travis, uh, Rasheen, CBC, Blondie, Jay, Joe, Bran, and everyone else who I can't see right now. You guys can be doing anything hey, else on the evening. But you guys are here with us. And I do need to uh, go ahead and get this. What is that, Private? Can I drop uh, just mention one more thing? Because I think uh, the the medical thing. If you can get medical training now, uh, they're they're fairly easy to get. They have free classes in most places, and to get some basic medical training, you know, that's that's all I wanted to say. That's a great point. Thank you so much for adding that. Um, you guys, I'll see you guys tomorrow. It's going to be a good show. Make sure you're here. Get uh, set your reminders. If you didn't know, there is a calendar on this app. You can see uh, what shows are coming up. But, yeah, we're going to be here Monday through Friday at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Love you guys. Bye.